Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio. No athlete, regardless of talent or ability, is beyond the scrutiny of Power Athlete HQ. This week, the crew battles the bullshit and continues to uphold movement and nutrition standards, even for the elite performer. Luke, Tex, and Leah Kay talk through your questions, as submitted through Instagram, providing each with their own expertise. It may be a new year, but some things never change, like the desire for fitness resolutionists to start to unravel the mysteries of the universe. For instance, what's the optimal nutrition for emphasizing different energy systems? What's the best cure for DOMS? And how do I get jacked in 30 days? Well, the answer to all of these questions, of course, is steroids. Lots and lots of steroids. So take your normal amount of steroids, double that, that's your answer. But don't take my opinion for it. Get the real responses from the crew and details on the new Jumpstart programs, Jackhammer and Lean Enable, now. This is episode 189. Power Athlete Nation, what is up? This is Luke. I'm in Chicago, Texas in Virginia, and we got Leah Kay to drop some knowledge, re-nutrition. She's out of Katy, Texas. We are all over the world because there's no Power Athlete HQ right now. We are technically homeless. I just spent the last 12 days packing it up, and I'm sore and tired and never want to move a fucking dumbbell or weight again, but you are here listening to the premier podcast in strength and conditioning. As echo effect, people... We are getting into it. We've thrown a little IG post out asking for your questions, and we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves about what we're going to be doing this holiday and what we have been doing and what's in store for the new year. So what else is up, lady and gentlemen? What's going on? Uh, Nada. So I'm up in Virginia. So my oldest sister, she's got two kids up here, and she absolutely refuses to travel to Texas. So. Mm -hmm. I'm basically taking the week, the opportunity to reconnect with my folk up here. So that includes dropping into gyms, talking with coaches, and basically um, just hanging out to hang out. And then I guess see my family, but you know. <laughs> oh, I'm in Texas hanging out. Um, we're not traveling this year, but my brother is coming down to visit with his wife and my nephew, who I have never met. He's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they are traveling down from Portland, uh, should be here in a couple of days. So we're going to hang, hang at the gym, hang at the house. Same, same. I got, uh, it's like 6 a.m., 6.30 a.m. is where we kicked it off, guys, in central time zone, which is technically 4.30 a.m. Uh, Pacific time zone. But hey, uh, listen, I'm not complaining. I'm drinking out of my Transformers mug, uh, drinking some Folgers coffee. You know, my folks do it right. And uh, <laughs> sitting on a Bowflex. Yeah. And I'm in my basement where my power rack, I so actually sold it to a buddy at work in like 2000. Six or 2005, a little Charlie Nav. And, uh, but now it's been replaced with Bowflex. And I just got a quick circuit in, and I'll tell you what, it's, it's better than anything I've ever done. So oh, we're taking it with us. You know, I think my mom had a boat. It's been around 30 years. You don't just hang around for 30 years if you don't work. Exactly. Exactly. But I've got, I've got uh, let's see, like a five-year-old Christmas show today. Then we've got 10-year-old Christmas celebration. My nephews, and they're the Bash brothers, and like the unstoppable, unstoppable little rugrats that you just you know can't slow down they've uh they've gotten into i guess so playing video games on like uh the tablet 
So there's no like Xbox, I guess, isn't the cool thing, or maybe it is. And I'm, you know, my family's just too cheap, which would be totally classic to not get like an Xbox or PlayStation. So they're on these like cheap Kyocera Android tablets playing like fucking the stupidest games in the world, but they fucking won't stop. And they do it for 24 hours a day. I'm like, first off, I can't say go outside and play because it's fucking, it's minus 10 out. You know, so I don't know if these kids are going to freeze or not. I don't know how delicate they are. I wouldn't, of course, because I'm fucking, you know, I'm cold-blooded like a salamander. I adapt to the temperature. But, uh, no, it's been fun to play with those little rugrats. And then same thing, Tex. I'm, I'm rolling around, seeing the crew. You know, you don't just, at least on, you know, I went to college out here, school out here, or high school out here, everything out here. So you don't get away with 27 years of living in the same 10-mile radius without putting together an epic crew that's worthy of fucking uh, uh, Goodwill hunting style antics. You know what I mean? I like them apples, Tex. Applesauce, bitch. Dude, <laughs> I, w- I went to uh, Georgetown University yesterday and like bare bones coaching crew and caught up with them. I mean, only the coaches working with the basketball teams are around. So it was kind of cool yeah. just to, they could hang out. So hit, uh, hit some Ruiz training just to kind of fucking blow their minds and, and show off a little bit. Cause I think I'm the only person in the world that can do that stuff and Raph and um, yeah. And just got into motivation, got into leadership talk and just fucking got to kick it about the teams that um, like the players I was still familiar with. So it was a great time. I'm definitely going back before head out. Yeah. Nice. And Sorenex just fucking decked them out with a pretty sweet facility. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, we got Sorenex in January, Tex. Oh my god, I do. I got to get control of our schedule. Speaking of, I think we have questions regarding our travel schedule next year, right? So, text. Why don't we pop in? I don't know if we want to answer that stuff now. If we want to jump into the clearly obvious, like as we're approaching the New Year's, uh, we're anticipating a boatload of nutrition questions, which is why Leia's here, and uh, I don't know an, an, another variety of taco questions. You know what I mean. Always taco questions. <laughs> so, Tex, what are you thinking on the first guy? Uh, let's let's lead off with the information because we know our listeners just hate hearing us talk about us and seminars. <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's lead off with the uh, nutrition information. Uh, Dr. Tom question. So, uh, at the symposium, Dr. Tom didn't see too fond of the keto diet. Does this change? Mm-hmm. Does this change our stance on it? Yeah. Well, here, I guess let's talk about the symposium a little. Well, let's talk about Dr. Tom a little bit, okay? So, first off, this guy is, like, so plugged into a level of, um, you know, I'm trying to think of an analogy for coaches where it's like, uh, um, you know, you have a new client who comes into the gym, right, and they're worried about, like, you know, I'm trying to think of something real fucking stupid. Like, should I double knot my shoes or should I single knot my shoes to get to have better fitness, you know? And to you, the beginner, like the beginning athlete who asks that question, like you think that's relevant and important. Okay, so bear with me. This I'm not here with. You. And but to the coach, you're like, I don't care. Like just make sure you're wearing shoes, right? And uh, what Doctor Tom has seen is that people on restrictive diets like the Paleo diet or diets like the ketogenic diet that are you can be very restrictive and monotonous in terms of picking the same food selections uh 
tend to have worse blood work and tend to be less healthy. And what he said to, to that's it's like the fifth time I've heard it and it really resonated with me was the healthiest people eat the widest variety of foods. And that really resonated with me because it was the first time I heard it that weekend where it was like, I heard it a different way where if you're healthy, you shouldn't have to rely on a ketogenic diet, which is true because there's therapeutic reasons, you know, and medical reasons why people go on the ketogenic diet. Like who text, who was on the podcast who directed airplane and uh, you know, their, their grandson or their son had was suffering from like terrible seizures and they went ketogenic and it solved the seizure problem. Right. But what do you remember text? Jim Abrams. Yeah. Duh. But here's the thing with that. It's like, uh, is that a, that person's not healthy? That's not an insult. It's, it's, a, it's true. They're not a healthy person. So I guess what that said is something that, you know, what our position has been on for a while is like a lot of the stuff that we promote with the nutrition is a tool and keto being one of them. You know, if, if you're going to live a keto lifestyle, it better be, because, you know, because of, uh, I guess, the the medical side of things but Leah, I, I don't know I'll let you jump in if you want to dog pile on that as well well yeah I mean the there's nothing wrong with keto per se to do it for if you're healthy temporarily to achieve some kind of a goal um, but then you've also got the side of it for like you said medical reasons so there are people that did or like John I mean he played 10 years in the NFL like keto for him works really well because it helps his brain um, you know function better after being beat to shit for so many years um, that's, that's kind of, I mean, that's partially why I think a lot of individuals tend to be slightly jaded on like what works for them. And we try to keep things as open as possible. But you know, if you had a really successful, we've had a lot of success utilizing keto for different individuals. So of course we're gonna, we're going to keep using it in instances that we need it. And some people just want to mix it up and try it. I think they have issues with like sugar or, um, you know, they're, they're relying too much on carbs or whatever. Um, and they kind of want to break that cycle down and that can help too with keto. So it, so it just kind of depends. I don't, like you said, I don't think we are going to change our stance on how we feel about it based on, you know, just that healthy people eat more foods, um, because we're using it for a specific purpose, but I think for most individuals who aren't suffering from any health issues, it's not something you need to do long term um, unless you just really like it. And then we have to really work on hammering all the other varieties of different things you can put in keto to keep it as healthy as possible. For sure. Go ahead, Tex. I was going to say it's also a challenge. I've never personally committed to it, but kind of watching yeah actually go through it and the dedication the commitment to weighing and measuring your food and making sure you're in line that's that's a benefit all in itself so well, yeah like it breaks that cycle there's a especially now there's a lot of people i think in january that might want to hop on keto to uh mm-hmm. to kind of break that sugar cycle because it's super addictive and i know even the best of us have probably overindulged a little bit no um, I'm not saying that I did that, but, um, but yeah, so something like keto that's real restrictive and really can help you cut all those cravings could be, um, super beneficial. But if you're that type of person who person. like, which is, I'm, I'm definitely the all or nothing type of guy where that, if, if I was smashing cookies day in, day out because I'm stuck at my parents' house and they have cookies everywhere, uh, not that, that, that would be happens. an approach, but I, you know, I just like, I honestly just get sick. 
I can't do it. I would do it. Trust me. Cause, but I, I just can't, uh, but go, going back to Dr. Tom though, cause I want to like, this is, it's hard to explain. Cause when you get, when you have exposure to Dr. Tom for a couple hours through the symposium, you know, like you get a feel, you get a feel for the guy. Right. And what we, what you have to understand is, and this isn't to discredit what we do. Well, I mean, here, Dr. Tom has nine PhDs. He understands 20,000 genomes in the human body and how they affect and how in environmental elements affect those genetic markers and vice versa. Does that make sense? So he understands the, the thousands of micronutrient panels that you can evaluate. And here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't. Leah, I don't think you do. I don't think fucking mm, like some of them. 5% of the population understands the level of impact that, uh, you know, uh, food can have to the point that Dr. Tom has. Okay. So with that said, I guess, you know, Dr. Tom doesn't deal with the bell curve, meaning he doesn't put out a program that it, that is like a one size tries to fit all. And we acknowledge, you know, in our deal that when we, even with the like bulking protocol or the keto protocol, like, Hey, listen, this is what worked for us. It might not work for you. And that's why we have our nutrition coaching or the meal planning. Right. Well, it's a protocol. That's the name of it. It's a starting point. It doesn't mean that it's going to be end all be all for everybody. It's just a mm -hmm. good place that the majority of people are going to, get results with, but you might be an outlier or you might need yeah. specific tweaks. And that's why we have the advanced versions of all of it. And even with that though, here's what Dr. Tom would do. Cause we, we work with it. Uh, you know, we, we don't have the resources to totally reverse engineer. Cause like Dr. Tom does, cause here's what he would do. He would, you know, uh, put you through these 15 panels. I'm making up numbers, guys. 15 panels here. He'd do some genomic testing here. Then he'd have you into his clinic to do like uh, sensory deprivation testing. And he would do a pre and post food. And like he would do all this testing to whittle down, right? After like a week's worth of testing, whittle down to what the what you need to solve the problem that you've came to him with. So he truly does the, like the, the proper individualized approach, but here's the thing. That's why you're going to spend an exorbitant amount of money with him. And you don't just go there because you're carrying a little extra belly fat. Dr. Tom deals with people who are, have no dying. other choice. Yeah. They're truly dying. And he's, he's reversing um, the negative effects of cancer for people. He's reversing, you know, Parkinson's and all, you know, nervous system disorders, brain disorders. And he like, that's why people go to him. So for someone who's just like to ask him something like, how do you feel about keto? Like that's not enough information for Dr. Tom. You have to give the variables. So the, the correct question would be something like this for Dr. Tom. Like, hey, you know, I'm a pretty healthy individual. Um, I have a pretty pretty moderate diet, probably probably not enough food selection. Uh, I exercise every day. I get, I get pretty good sleep. I don't carry a lot of body fat. My blood work is okay. Um, would there be harm in me trying keto for four to six months? And he'd say, I don't think so. You know what I mean? So if you give him that information, uh, he, you'd have a better response. Is that, I mean, Texas, am I beating this to death or I don't know? I guess. No, I mean, we got the, uh, the Luke Summers question answer. We got an analogy. We got the, uh, the layman and then we got the layout. So I think we hit all three and <laughs> Tex, move on. I just made that up, but it's, it's I think good. it's true. That's my cadence. I got a playbook. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's stick with nutrition, and uh, I can 
chime in here a little bit because it's got to do with both nutrition and energy systems. This is from AJ Weber. What difference is there, if any, in calories and macros for an Olympic weightlifter, a power lifter, and a cross eater? Uh, well, there's, <clears throat> I would say some of it depends on how competitive you are. So, like, if you look at Olympic weightlifting versus powerlifting versus CrossFit, like Tex said, there's a different in, difference in energy systems and how much you're, you know, what you're doing with those. CrossFitters go across a broader range of systems, and you have to be able to efficiently have, you know, speed power type movements and then also a lot of aerobic capacity, whereas Olympic weightlifters and powerlifters don't. They work kind of on the other end of the spectrum. So I would definitely say there's a difference in calories and macros. Calories is a really weird question. Like, there's a difference in calories depending on how big you are or, you know, like how, how, uh, what's your weight class, how many, you know, like it's just – yeah, if you're like if you're overweight, a, yeah, you know, and you got to cut to get to to a lower weight class, then yeah. But let's or like let's, if you're one of those ninety-seven pound girls who's powerlifting mm -hmm. versus a two hundred and fifty pound, you know, CrossFitter. That well, that would be a really big CrossFitter. But the point is, is that that one, the macros, I think, is kind of a better question um, sure. because you can kind of look at how you would uh, change things percentage-wise. You know, fats to carbs. Um, and then, and Tyler's big, if he was here, he would be big on the, uh, you need a lot more carbs, a lot of times in activities like competitive CrossFit or in May or whatever, uh, than a lot of people are getting and definitely more than probably the, the, the powerlifters per se need or when Olympic weightlifters need, even though they're functioning mostly on like a glycolytic, um, path, but text can talk a little bit more about the, uh, energy systems as far as that's concerned. Yeah, it'd be an interesting approach, and maybe we look into it more this year uh, for maybe programs or nutrition programs specifically for sports. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool to get into. And how I would approach it is simply identifying the energy demands. So one for training and two for competition. And training, you're going to need carbohydrates. So you're going to hit a glycolytic pathway with all of your, uh, depending on your cycle that you're in but all the gpp preparatory phase you're going to need energy for that and as you get closer to competition and peaking you're probably going to need less of that uh so uh it's interesting uh luke mentions carb sensitivity so even though i'm just saying you need to supply the glycolytic pathway it's going to be dependent on what you can tolerate so then we can get into freaking uh digestion and all this all this uh specific stuff i love but, digestion <laughs> Way, way above my head. Um, well, what, which part of digestion? I like the. I like the eating part. part. No. Yeah, me too. There's so much in common. Uh, but uh, I mean, text. You know, just I'm sure we. I've talked about this fucking. So I'll whatever. I'll beat a dead horse. So as John and I, it was as John and I were sitting around with, uh, and he was talking to me about the in-season training manual, be the hammer manual, and he talks about game day nutrition. In nutrition versus off season and training and shit like that. Um, you know, one thing that he and I both agree on on game day is it, there is a probably more of a mental side to game day nutrition than there is the physiological component of it. Right. In the sense that he and I both preferred to go in hungry, right. Where we also played with guys who would smash a huge pregame breakfast and they would perform. So 
I guess what I was talking about is, you know, back when I was uh, a, a washed up, or I guess that's currently now I'm a washed up high school state champion, uh, uh, IHSA, no big deal, DVC, uh, Naples Central High School 2001 uh, with Owen Daniels. But as I go into a men's league softball tournament, right, at the age of 33 years old, and I go to win that tournament because I'm a champion and we won it, Tex, and I hit maybe 12 dingers in the middle of Jack Street, but I had to have a pinch runner because I was so big. <laughs> Anyways, my point here is even at that level, I preferred to go in hungry. So I didn't eat that whole day, and it was like a 12-hour tournament, and uh, I felt that I performed better. Now, we know that like, that's up in between the ears because – I probably would have performed a little bit better if I would have just had a little bit of food throughout the day. You know what I mean? And I had a system for that, but I don't. So I guess going into the game day nutrition type stuff, um, you know, that's where you got to start experimenting. And this in what John was talked about in the, the be the hammer manual is like, uh, you know, basically this is something that you have to practice and program either as a coach or as an athlete in your off season. Right. So you have to replicate the demands of a game day, whatever that is, like either just higher intensity and then you got to tinker with your, your game day foods. Right. Because if you I can remember the one day I had orange juice before game day and I never had orange juice, but I had orange juice and it fucking smashed me during the game. But it's like, you know, I never practiced that. I never drank orange juice and then I have it one day and it smashes me. So what were we even talking about? How did we get here? What was the question? Uh, cal- calorie and macro differences differences between weightlifter, powerlifter, and crossfeeter. Oh, okay. So I think we can so, all, like, so go back, Tex, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I'll 100% agree with you for real sports and, and, and food preparation for those. But if we're talking about Burn. all these sagittal plane energy system specific sports, then you can tailor your nutrition to that. Yeah. So anything like a weightlifting, anything like powerlifting, uh, we know you're 100% going to be ATP all day. So if you can find foods that really do not distract from central nervous system efficiency, cause inflammation, or anything that's going to put you like mentally out of your comfort zone, go for it. But if you're going to be a CrossFitter and you go into a competition weekend, it's going to be as calorically dense and I'm sure Lee, you can chime in here because you have that experience at the games. I don't know how that it was backstage. It was freaking Tupperware, the freaking Container Store should be a sponsor, I bet. Tupperware City. Yeah, except for it's, I mean, it was, it's a way different experience. Even at, say, the regional level or, or I mean, the games was way different than anything because they had, um, you know, the TV crews and stuff. So your time frame was really, you went and did a workout, came back had like 30 minutes and then you had to go warm up for the next one. So you couldn't put down too much. There was a lot of liquid nutrition going on there. Um, but for something a little bit less, I don't know, less intense, um, you, you definitely have to eat during the day and, and, uh, and prep yourself for those kind of workouts because if you don't eat anything, you're going to end up feeling dog shit at the end of it you won't be able to recover at all um and there's a lot bigger demand i think because the the things that you're doing are so varied that's one of the big things too with crossfit versus like powerlifting weightlifting is you can train specifics like you know exactly what you're going to do every time you go in and do a snatch or clean a jerk or 
deadlift, bench, whatever. Um, so I think it's a little bit easier to tailor nutrition to something like that, even in training, because you know exactly what you're going to hit. Um, and then, but with, with something like CrossFit where it's so varied, you're, um, you're going to have to change your nutrition up a little bit depending upon what you're training, really. So, so shots of olive oil. Definitely. Liquid no. nutrition. Liquid chicken. That's <laughs> blender. Dead. Blender chicken. You just throw it all in and. No. Yeah, pureed chicken, coconut milk, and olive oil. That sounds super appetizing, guys. Yeah, that's fine. That's what every day. That's what makes your beard grow like that. Mm-hmm. That and just you know sleeping in a gutter. <laughs> yeah. You know. Cardboard box. <laughs> All right. Next now, that, now, now that you're homeless. Yeah, exactly. So this is from Mega Roadway. I'm looking to get a more cut lean look. What's a good program to get the results that I want? <sighs> I'm trying to look this guy up. Of course, he's private. But he's got a Mega Is it a roadway. guy? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. And he's followed by the Melee Way. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, so yeah. w- good program. I mean, I think uh, nutritionally, this is an easy one. This would be our leaning protocol. Uh, that mm-hmm. would be your starting point. And if you need to dial it in from there, you either get Leia or Tyler to run your nutrition coaching and ha- that holds you accountable, gets you your customized macros, gets you weekly check-ins, or if you need even more hand-holding, uh, which people do, and that's not bad. Like, listen, here's the thing. Like, I feel like some people are like, you know, are probably like me where you try to do everything, but the people who jump on the meal planning service are relieved that like, oh my gosh, my, you know, like it frees up a few hours out of your week and that stuff, that's valuable for some people. Anyways, back to it. Uh, yeah, leaning protocol or work your way into one of the more, uh, I guess, concierge services for you. But then in terms of a program, um, I don't know. Who are you? How much time do you have? Like there are a lot of variables that we need to take into consideration, but, uh, you know, the, when you're looking for that lean cut look. One thing that we say is like, that's done in the kitchen, you know? So the program kind of varies. What you need to do is find a program that you can be consistent with. And that actually, um, I guess, uh, you know, interests you to the point where you're going to stay committed to it. Right. So if you're, if you're looking to up that performance side of things, that's where feel strong is or bedrock, depending on where you're at. If you, if you are still in the linear progression phase of your training, meaning you haven't exhausted that linear progression, hit up bedrock and you're going to work on a, a reduced selection of movements and really improve primal proficiency. Or you go on a field strong and you hit all the, the, the wider variety that, that we have in field strong. If you're more of that single jointed movement guy and want to get bigger and jacked and pack on slabs of muscle, Jack Street, right? If you got uh, time considerations, need some flex scheduling, that right there, my friend, is grindstone. If you just want to party, maybe take your pants off every once in a while, that's why we took Johnny Wad and threw that bad boy out there because that's a party program. Um, you know, and then if, if that's all just kind of like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, uh, we actually do have a couple cool little 30-day downloadable programs coming out called uh, for, for two different people, right? If this is like your first whack at really getting at, getting at a, a dedicated program, uh, it's, it's called Lean Enable. 
And uh, you can find that at powerathletehq.com, lean and able. And that's going to be for the person who might not have time to get to the CrossFit gym and maybe has a, a, a hacked up home gym, only a, a, you know, a couple dumbbells or kettlebells or something. We're going to be able to do a very minimalist program. But we're going to pair that also with if you can get to a Globo gym that day. Um, so that's lean and able. And then we have uh, a jackhammer, which is for the other guy or gal who's going to be uh, at a pretty well supplied gym decent equipment selection and they're trying to get jacked as fast as possible so those are going to be uh kind of the short burst programs just to get you going in the gateway program to get you going get you introduced to what we do here at power athlete and you know all from either the comfort of your own home or, or global gym so we we've taken into consideration that based off of some feedback not everybody has a setup that we have that we are accustomed to at like a CrossFit gym or at Power Athlete HQ. So with that feedback, rather than supply you with 30 fucking movement substitutions, we've reduced it, condensed it, give you a little more instruction so you can hit the ground running and, uh, and see the results quick so that you, you become a believer and you're willing to make that investment. So that's what we're calling these kind of our, our, our gateway program. Long answer to a short question, but here's the deal. Find a program that works for you, that you are dedicated to, you can be consistent, and where you're going to make your lean and cut gains is in the kitchen, right? Get some sleep, eat the right foods, stay consistent training. Nailed it. All right, one last nutrition question. Wait, wait, Tex, did I get an analogy in there yet? Yeah, in the beginning. Before what? you... Yeah, you, you you forget all these because you forget to breathe when you're talking. <laughs> I'm mouth breathing. It's, it's hard to breathe through your mouth when words are coming out, you know? <laughs> um, all right, so last nutrition question. This one is for Luke. This is from Game Changer CrossFit. <laughs> Did you all move to Austin for the tacos? Yes. Next question. Yeah, next question. Absolutely. <laughs> There are some pretty good ones. Uh, Torchy's moved. Like, they got shops all over, man, in Houston now, too, so. Oh, there's some uh, El Arroyo in Austin. You got to hit up that one. All right, I got one on knee. I got two on knees. All right, this is from Tyler O, three on knees. <clears throat> Any successful exercises to combat patellar knee pain and strengthen it? Okay, I'll take this one, guys. So, I would argue... Uh, there's something going wrong in your execution. So if you, yeah, if you if you ever find a cramp, and this is something interesting, if you ever cramping in a muscle, that means that major mover is overworking, and it's not uh, the muscles around it are not operating properly. So if you then start to have tendon pain, if you start to have other kind of uh, feelings in your joints, you shouldn't. Again, muscles aren't operating properly. And then those tendons, they have to take on the force that the muscles are not. So I would argue there's functional issues going on here. And then you got to get it back to your posterior chain. So posterior chain dominance is something that we are shooting for for all of our primal movements. So we teach that in the execution of our squat, execution of our lunge, and our step up. So our, our movement demos found on YouTube. Uh, the Luke and I go through it. We kind of break down how important the hamstring is and exactly how to execute. So uh, lunging properly, that's going to be my answer. Uh, the beauty of the lunge is kind of the unilateral movement. So we're getting a stretch. We're strengthening the front hamstring, lengthening the back hip, and really kind of working on what was probably bothering you in your squat tight hips and inability to use your hamstring. 
So that's the beauty of the lunge. That's the beauty of our step-ups. Step-ups will really start to show it. And if you can improve your lunge, you can improve your step-up. If your step-up improves, then your squat and the power athlete squat that we teach starts to go through the roof because you can't hide from those step-ups. So that would be my answer for knee pain. Uh, second question that's in line with it. Where are we at? Uh, MGD Fitness, <clears throat> coming back after an ACL-PCL meniscus complete tear. How would you attack getting your strength back and even surpass where you were in squats and pulls? So um, we need to identify if this is a contact injury or a non-contact. So I would speak if it's non-contact, then you had a movement issue. You had dysfunction. So uh, first thing I would suggest to get back and make your numbers surpass where they were is going to be fix your movement patterns. So film somebody. You need a coach that really is familiar, I guess, with, with our material because we're in the movement business, not the numbers business. So get somebody that can really diagnose how you're, you're squatting, how you're lunging, how you're stepping up, and really how your whole uh, pelvic girdle is operating because that's going to go down towards your knees. Uh, I also check your feet. What's going on with your feet? So that knee is really going to be um, – I don't want to put this. If there's a problem with your feet, your knee is going to pay the price. If there's a problem with your hips, your knee is going to pay the price. So um, – I would look up and down before kind of directing at your knee. So uh, Carl's got Carl Case has a bunch of articles on ACL kind of rehab, repair, coming back and getting back to full speed on powerathletehq.com. So that's where I would direct you first. And I mean, we got to see you move first. If this is a non-contact issue uh, injury, it's a movement problem, and that's where we would begin. Yeah, and if you know where you could hit that up is we do have the fix my lift portion of the forums where people are dropping videos, or you know, text is subtly saying like basically get in touch with him, book a consult with him, and let him see you move, and then he'll he'll fix you with his magic fingers and wand. Is that what you're saying, text? Via the internet. Via the internet. So, or you could go live on his his parents' couch. Yeah, you can't live on my couch because I'm living on somebody else's couch. <laughs> Exception. It doesn't work like that. Word. And then do we have another knee one text? Or is there, those um, are two that people were piggybacking off those two. Mm -hmm. uh, so we got them. Got them. Here's a squat deadlift question. It's long-winded but short question. So this guy knows he's, he's listened to the podcast before because he sets up the situation, gives us a lot of information so we can properly Answer the question. Uh, this is from Billy Jane Bell. I'm an aspiring powerlifter. I am squatting toes forward in a toes out world. Get it? I know you can't answer a question without a little backstory, so here it is. 34 years old, CrossFitter since 2012. Started prioritizing weightlifting in 2014. Powerlifting since February this year. I squat low bar for competition. She did low in quotations <clears throat> and deadlift with a modified sumo stance. My gym PR is 325, not a quarter set, the real thing. My deadlift PR is also 325. I have pulled this sumo conventional competition gym, so four different times, same, same number. I cannot break 330 off the floor. Is it normal to squat and pull the same? 
What deficiencies could you recommend me working on? Thank you. Love the podcast. Um, well, research. Yeah, because she has a lot of lift, lift videos on there. Um, here's the thing. Deadlifts are poison. So that could be a problem. <laughs> um, I guess what I'm looking at, Tex, is um, I don't know. Are you looking at her squats? Yes. I mean, there's a lot, a, a lot of extension. You know what I mean? Like a lot of, of low back extension, which isn't a bad thing because we know we don't want that pooping dog back. But what could – I mean, I'd be curious to see what her pillars look like. You know, like even look at her bench press, see how extended she is on her bench, like, which is okay for the lift. But here's the thing about like, here's what people fucking fail to realize is we spend so much time in the posture under the barbell and that be, and because there's such high levels of stress, uh, that becomes kind of the default, right? And, um, that'll be your default position when you're sitting in a fucking chair. But that's what the whole warm up series is about is getting you out of your default positions, to work on rotation trunk stability if you are overextended and that, that low back and mid back becomes overextended. Right. So that could be a problem as well. Um, so I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, start tinkering with some isometrics through the anterior of your trunk. You're probably thinking like, Oh man, my mid back is too weak where I think it's just fucking over. It's, it's overworked. Yeah. And also, she's, she's pretty long femur here. Yeah, exactly. I was going to get to then. You also, <laughs> she's just, she's, she's built. She's built with those long legs. You know what I mean? And she's kind of got a, I, I hope it's not. I mean, she's got a, a smaller torso in terms of like, she's a leaner, kind of leaner trunked chick. Uh, so, I don't know, Tex, what else you got? I got to, let me look at some deadlift stuff. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's built to deadlift. Uh, so I would argue also in her deadlift, she is not activating her hamstrings. Mm -hmm. so, Big toes are up. Yeah, with her with her long femurs, she's probably got some pretty good flexibility, so she can't feel right the activation in her hamstring when she does kind of our our traditional setup, right? Heels underneath the knees, knees in line with the hips, and uh, straight kinetic line. So mm -hmm. we need to build her stability in her hamstrings or a whole posterior chain kind of bring some some awareness to her loading because mm -hmm. if you if you have stability if you have strength you're able to create that force in a, a conventional deadlift setup which also has direct carryover to how we're asking you to squat so in her squat she initiates pushes her knees forward and then i mean definitely hits the hole and pushes her knees back to find mm -hmm. her hamstring but mm -hmm. we that load on initiation Mm -hmm. We'll need that butt to push straight back into the hamstrings, and then it becomes a matter of the stretch shortening cycle of the hamstring versus just a, a bounce off the calves. Like, I mean, she's got some good good reps here and there, but then um, more bounces than, than stretch shortening reflexes that I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. So recommendation, and Luke, you probably called it, is going to be the seesaw walk. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> that's the lineup. That's the uh, – kinetic linkage we are looking for in our conventional deadlift setup. So we have your heel on the ground. We have your knee in line with your heel. There is an active bend in there. And then your midline is just seesawing over the top of that, that base. So it's an active stretch. So training you to, to load controlled eccentrically and then pull yourself out. 
So love the seesaw walk for this and that. Maybe film that up, put that on the IG, put that on our uh, Fix My Lift forums, Billy Bell, and then tag us. And to learn more about that one, I believe Tex, you wrote a listicle about the seesaw walk, did oh, you not? Yes, it, was, it included four exercises, right? Four magic movements to fix your squat. Cliffhanger. Do you remember what those four are? Yes, but I don't want every, everyone else is going to have to go read the article to find out. We also got one of those movements on the YouTube. So go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. 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 <laughs> oh, pretty good. So she is an experienced podcast listener because she didn't go private on her profile. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She asked a question, then open it up, and we can go kind of corroborate, correct her lifts. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. I knew that's why I didn't put my lifts on IG. <laughs> we are all judging. Well, I'd be curious. I don't know. I mean, we should probably stop talking about it, but I'm not going to. I mean, I'd be curious to know how, because she's, she's a mom, right? Uh, she works at a CrossFit gig, and she has a big girl job, which all this to me means or sounds like late adopter. Right, so she's just probably started training within the last five years. Oh, 12. Right? Oh, did she say in there? Yeah. Okay, 12 years? No, no, okay. no. She started in 2012. So oh, you're yeah. correct. Yeah, okay. So, and listen, uh, I'm, I'm like totally insensitive. And I listen, you asked for my help, so I'm going to give it to you. And she looks like a older athlete in the sense of like uh, past that prime developmental stage for female athlete, which is like the mid-teens, okay? So here's the thing. You just got an uphill battle here. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I'm told uh, giving birth is easy. Carrying a child has is not the hard part, right? Um, no, but like that, that kind of wreaks havoc on that pelvic girdle, that the whole pregnancy thing, which is also kind of the core, like that's a major functional component to powerlifting. So that little pipsqueak that you love so much probably robbed you of your gains. Literally. We actually the, brought in a pelvic floor specialist to our gym. Yeah. Leah, you're, I think you're more of an authority on this subject than I am. Cause I don't know how any of that works, but I mean, could that also be contributing to some of the, the issues here? Oh, did I freeze or did she freeze? Oh, are you good? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you hear the question, Leah? Yeah, yeah. No, I heard it. I just had some okay. – my computer was being weird. Um, the, the, I think a big issue that women are – or that we're seeing is that a lot of women don't actually – well, and I mean part of that is a comment on healthcare in this country, but they don't have any kind of rehab or PT process after birth um, to help restabilize that pelvic floor unless you go out and find it or get it. And it's not something that just automatically is part of the, um, postpartum process. So, um, if you have connections to a a pelvic floor specialist PT, they can help you a lot as far as re, um, you know, figuring out how to reconnect yourself to your, to your pelvic floor, because that's a big part of, fitness in general, not even just lifting. Um, it can affect you in a lot of other aspects, especially if you're doing something that's like, um, you know, CrossFit or playing a sport or where you're not just, like you said, doing the same movement over and over again. Um, so that can be really beneficial and that can help you 
it's like you got to take that step back before you can move forward. Um, I kind of look at it as rehab from any type of, I don't want to say injury, but I mean, basically any kind of injury, um, having to specifically rehab um, the area that was damaged in the process. Um, so definitely something you should look into. Tex, I think maybe we're jumping the same place, but that's where our friends Logan and, or not Logan, per yeah, se, I was but Lindsay, say we should start a business uh, called this. Called, I'm not, you think what I'm thinking? Earth <laughs> Fit. No, uh, but if it doesn't already exist. You know what's interesting, guys? Totally, slightly random off topic, but um, I went through the other day and um, I'm trying to get together all of the women who have gone through my gym from conception through birth, working out the whole time, crossfitting the whole time in one, at the gym at one time. I counted up. <clears throat> I have over 32 births um, out of CrossFit Katie, and we have um, That the right gym now, is responsible for? No, well, like they say that. that. No, not couples that met, just women who have started working out, who got pregnant, who worked out through pregnancy, and I managed all of their um, fitness and their modifications and training. So we've had over 32. I just had one of my girls have a baby this morning at 4.15 a.m. And um, we have right now, I think, three other, three or four pregnant women in the gym right now. So well, I don't you're know. first, people. If you have fertility issues, move to Katy, Texas. Please, and nobody drink the water unless you want to have kids. <laughs> I drink bottled water only. And yeah, I mean, facility. state championships. I mean, it's a pretty good town. Yeah, yeah it's, so. it's basically like the Naperville of Texas, it sounds like. <laughs> it's just crazy. There's so many. Oh. I think that's a good, question, good answer. I mean, I yeah. think that was a little tangent. See how smart we are, guys? Yeah. All right, now, now All what right. do you want to talk about, Tex? Uh, stay, sticking with movement, last movement question here. It's pretty good. Uh, this is from Nate uh, Lucier, Lucer, Lussier. What is a good substitute for GHD and GHR work? We do not have one in our garage. We. GHR, that's easy. Also, sub-question. Ollie did that. What are your top three all-time book recommendations? We'll hit that at the end. But for the GHD, GHR, uh, what you need to do is look at the movement, not the tool. So what movements are you trying to hit on a GHD? Is it going to be uh, kind of that uh, hamstring curl? Right, we have an infinite amount of tools. If you got a slick garage, you can take a towel, put your heels on the towel, and bring your heels to your butt. So you're accomplishing the same muscle action. So look at the movement, look at the joints involved, look at the muscles involved, and then the muscle action. And that's yeah, uh, well, Sornex, Sornex shot us a GHR, or we bought one, I guess. They we, they threw it in as a prize package for Toes Forward, but the GHR roller, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm dude, listen, here that the thing's thing great. Sucks. Oh, I love it because you can like mess with that in all sorts of ways, but it's, I'm no good at it. Um, but with that said though, like, dude, I looked at this thing. I'm like, bro, if you were a do it yourself guy, you could build one of these, no problem out of like, just hack it together out of two by fours and some like a wheel rollers. So you could build yeah. your own glute ham roller and then that, that'd be a good option for that. But like any of the other GHD, like supine work and sit up work, I don't know. Just pillars, weighted so, pillars. Right? Uh, what is what is a GHD sit up? What is a, a GHD back extension? 
Mm -hmm. It's flexion extension of the spine. Right. You can do that without that hunk of metal. Right. You got uh, Pavel sit-ups are fucking gnarly. You got uh, like any sort of like nasty trunk stuff. Um, but I mean, like, the, I don't know. The, yeah, you, you have lots of options, but you got to, you have to see that like text, basically what you're saying to see the force for the trees. Like there, there are ways to challenge a movement pattern. Right. So find a different way to do it. But, um, and if you, he said we, or yeah, Nate, Nate, we, so if you've got a training partner, you also have the MR hamstring deal that we just got in a battle with the, those people thinking like we were jamming up Camille for being, you know, an amateur. It's like, listen, even the greatest fucking miss here or there, we're not afraid to call them out to help improve their performance, but like get a partner have them jam your dorsiflex feet down into the ground from a kneeling position and lower yourself down into our, uh, you know, what we call our manual resistance hamstrings or your partner GHRs, right? Yeah. So, so there's no, yeah, no Nate. Uh, it's, it's him and his pops. So freaking uh, jam him up a little bit, but uh, it's, it's as simple as look at the movement joints involved muscles and then the muscle action and then replicate. And that's mm -hmm. infinite combination of, if you do not have any piece of equipment, you are still your own gym. At GHR, we did a symposium. Fucked me up for like four <laughs> days. Just letting you know. Yeah, for the, the uh, PAMC deal? Yeah, Ollie was like, oh, yeah, I feel... Oh, my God. I and forgot I, about that. Yeah, I was fucked for like... Well, here's also the thing. You could actually use your hamstrings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When our, our boy, he did not know how to properly... Mm -hmm freaking uh contract concentrically with his hamstrings it blew my mind so then we put him on the sore next ghd roller and just that was the hardest thing of the workout the power athlete metabolic uh circuit for him died a little bit actually yeah. using his hamstring um which and then john laughed at me i wasn't going to make you do a full ghr but tex over there <laughs> Yeah. He legit said that after the after the workout. I was well, like, we were putting it on film, so we you got to make us look good. <laughs> no pressure. It was awful. What do we got, Tex? The books, top three books of all time. Oh yeah, that's a good question. That's a good closer. You when we talk about ourselves at the end, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, Leia, balls in your court. Three books. Shit. Top three books. Is it bad if I pick the Harry Potter series and that's seven? So can I count a series? Is that cheating? <laughs> you honestly, we make the we make the rules, and that's what's nice about this. So we can do whatever we want. I mean, I am a child, so Harry Potter was definitely up there in my best books of all time. Um. I read a lot of books. I don't know that I can hammer this down. I'm gonna have to think. Can I get a pass? I get the I got the first set. So well, Harry Potter, I'm counting as one book. Seven. So you're good for yeah. the three times this question comes up. Okay. <laughs> Luke, I know you're a big listener. What are yeah, three I, books? <laughs> I mean, I can't think of the last book I read that wasn't like science and practices or power i think are like the last books i don't read for don't don't steal my recommendations uh i don't read for uh what do you call it? entertainment 
right? But with that said, I'm in a pseudo book club with my old man because we go on a hunting trip uh, every year that, um, and it's like a, a 18 hour drive. So we'll get a book on tape. And for the past three years, it's been all, you know, a Jack Reacher unabridged novel by Lee Childs. So uh, I don't know, you know, and with that, I celebrate the whole collection. So there's like 20 of those. Uh, honestly, if you got a road trip, which I'm, I have an 18 hour drive coming up to Texas, those books are hilarious. Like there's a good amount. Like, I don't know. They're just entertaining. They, they literally, if you're looking for books that will make you a better person, these aren't them. Like, I don't know if that's how people are inspired because my, one of my best friends, Bo Orlando, man, he like, he, he punched me in the face in college. Cause I threw a book in the corner. He's like, don't treat your books like that. He's like one of those guys. So, uh, I, I'm easily entertained by, by those, those audio books. I'm trying to, you know, I just don't know. I'm just, I feel like I'm not smart enough to, to appreciate that shit, you know, and I, you know, that's me. So the short answer is, is Tom Cruise the best choice for Jack Reacher? No, not at all. But honestly, I don't have a better choice. Um, Vin Diesel. I, I don't think so, man. Like, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to let you on a secret. I fucking don't like that guy. But I don't like him for why you are so hyped up for Fast 8, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Tex? Shut your yapper. Hey, okay? I, I saw the preview, and this one actually looks good. Shut up. Oh are my you God. kidding? They're, uh, you know, I think, I think I don't even like the movies anymore. I'm out. <laughs> oh, man. Well, but The Rock. Oh, yeah. That, the best movie series I've ever seen, actually. Now you mention it, Leia. Um, <laughs> so, Tex, what are your three books? Uh, actually, picking three is very difficult. Yeah. All right. Um, and. My approach to books is basically it's a handful for an entire year until I fucking absorb every single part of it. So that includes reading it multiple times. I'll keep it easy and give you three for the whole year, Nate. The first one's going to be Robert Greene Mastery. And Robert Greene's got a shit ton of books. Uh, 48 Laws of Power, uh, 33 Strategies of War, Power Seduction. Uh, his latest, which came out in, in 012. I actually gifted it to Luke, so he had it on his shelf. Mm-hmm. You know it's not O twelve. I don't it's understand 12. what you're saying. It's just twelve. Twelve. No, but like twelve's a number. I'm trying to describe years. Yeah, years are represented with numerical values, which you would you the layman would call number. Yeah, eighty six. It's an integer. That's. I mean, it's a, a number of things. It's a real number. It's all sorts of things. But twelve is just twelve. And not a year. That's why I put the O in front of it. <laughs> yeah uh, so mastery it'll take you an entire year to read it awesome take it in uh, second is power of habit funny story since it's almost Christmas for us but you'll be hearing this in New Year power of habit my sister got it for me in 013 as a gift <laughs> 013 is a gift and then I didn't read it so one year later she comes home for Christmas saw that I didn't read it. It's just sitting there unopened. She repackaged it and gave me it two years in a row as a gift. And she said, <laughs> you need to read this. She, she made her point. I read it. It's awesome. Power habit. And then finally drive. So this is a uh, latest one. I completed Daniel pink. Uh, yeah. Text. I am going to get that, uh, that yeah. audio. So it's a good, it's a good listen. So it tells 
explains motivation, breaks it down into stories and kind of uses real life examples and research to uh, kind of describe the evolution of motivation. So we talked about that with our Adam Nelson show. Awesome. So those are three. It'll set you up for a year. And then ask this question again in uh, 017. Yeah, most of the books I've been reading lately are kind of just dumb, fun ones. Yeah. I, I, I do dumb fun. I don't got to tell you that. I got to learn something. Well, I've got like medical shit that I'm reading and I've got dumb fun. So, you yeah, so it's like either end of the spectrum, right? Right. There's like a book on fucking digestion and cholesterol health and you can only read that for so long and then. But that's the author's fault for not making it entertaining. Thing. So you should take all that shit and make it entertaining. No, there's a new book out that I'm reading called Gut, and it was actually a – it's a scientific journal. It's about digestion, but it was written very well. It's actually a lot more, um, I don't know, fun. So the beauty so. of all of our Power Athlete articles is we take super training or nutrition, and we make it entertaining. Am I right, Luke? Uh, for the listeners who are not <laughs> on the video cast, I'm shaking my head. Come on. Like, did – even Morgan Freeman reading your articles couldn't make them entertaining. You know, kidding. <laughs> no, you are right. Text relative to the reading super training and ping ponging from page to page to uh, put together uh, the coherent posts that you, you construct or whatever you do over there. Uh, it, it is by far, by far the better option. And people honestly, I've, I never will and never have, but people should be thanking you for doing that because uh, it truly does come out much more digestible than trying to fucking flip through that thing. Man, I'm telling you, it's like, it's impressive what you've done with that thing, Do but you also take it everywhere. Super training come on tape? Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, well, that's what we would do with our people that, that email in that say I'm having issues with sleep. Be like, here, this is text reading super training aloud. Play it before you go to bed and you will sleep like a baby. I'll tell you, we had a, I had sleep questions for a bunch of high schoolers and I mean, they're probably doing the same old shit, playing video games and lying yep. to me. So then my, my sleep correction tool was war and peace. So bought war and peace fucking told him to take it home read it until you fall asleep and then uh, that question stopped appearing so i don't know if they just thought my my answer was just so bad or they actually did it and it worked i'll never know but uh, but it works or you know give them your blog posts works for me any other we got any other questions there, Sir, taxi? seminars let's let's close out with the seminars well here's the thing text like honestly I don't know what, uh, what our plan is in terms of the seminar schedule yet. I have a ton of leads out there all over the world, right? Kind of our basic stops, which we're going to be in Australia for sure. Um, we'll be in Europe for sure. We'll be in the major places in, uh, major places in uh, the States for sure. Uh, don't know if South America or Central America is on the list. Don't know if Canada is on the list, but I'm pretty sure we'll hit Canada. Um, but what this all comes down to is basically understanding what the cadence will be once we launch this academy, right? Because uh, by the time people are listening to this, it's probably going to be about time that it's popping out, the old Power Athlete Academy, which is going to be uh, an adjunct to basically our current seminar, uh, the, which through CrossFit, which is our sports-specific application seminar. Now, 
the thing about that seminar is the subject matter is tailored towards a CrossFit gym looking to use CrossFit to train athletes who walk through their door, right? And it gives you programming, sprint progressions, warm-ups, like everything you literally need to just take something off the shelf and train some athletes who walk through your door uh, because the demands of an athlete differ slightly than someone looking to get fit, right? And slightly is an objective term, Tex. I know you're over there like shaking your head at me, but it does, I'm, okay? So we tell you exactly what the differences are and we give you the solution on how to fix all that. But what we're talking about with the Power Athlete Academy is, you know, basically the old balls deep Hinsman in the power athlete methodology. And it is your stepping stone to, to really running a full blown power athlete operation uh, is the gateway is that power athlete Academy, the first phase, right? So we don't know if we're going to have to do an all hands on deck to help manage that thing, or uh, if we're going to be freed up and have some of our coaches ready to rock and, uh, and hit some, some of the places where some of our interns are at. So that would probably be the realistic cadence for the first half of the year. You know, we got a couple interns down in uh, Australia, so probably Brisbane area because that's where, you know, Ollie and Muzz are. Um, then we have folks in Colorado. We have people in Kansas City. We got place, uh, we're going to be in Texas, right? Uh, we also have to build our gym in Texas. Um, you know, we've got folks in the Midwest, in Wisconsin, Chicago area. We got South Bend, Indiana. So these are probably going to be places that you'll see some events pop up. But, uh, again, time and date is TBD because we got to, we got to do some soul searching in the first, uh, first month or two to see what, what workload is going to be for 2017. So that's the cert story people. And then, I mean, who knows? Maybe there's something you've never even heard of, right? Something really cool. Yeah. Maybe is it standard? Cotton? Is it something new? I've never even heard of. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's a thong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tex, anything? I, did I miss anything on that one? Negative. I mean, we're going to be talking. Do you need an analogy? Analogy, which you usually lead off with. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of like the Christmas calendar, right? So you remember those old candy Christmas calendars where you oh, see the Santa. Yeah. But you don't – you've got to open it up to see what shape your chocolate is. That's what the cert schedule is right now. Is that good? Do you need me to try another one? I want to. I'm going to challenge you to do better. I'll oh, get back. To you. Good. Okay. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm on Folgers right now. <laughs> I'm used to that coal blast, bro. Used to that coal blast brew. That's available on. <laughs> shameless plug. Um, and ooh, speaking of another shameless plug, we had a, a BJ Palmer. What is a good warm up for strongman training? I don't know. There's a, the warm-up series, and I would recommend dynamic movement prep series. It can be found on Train Heroic. So check those suckers out because the warm-up series is basically get your chili hot and some of our proprietary, I'll call them techs, little uh, uh, proprietary warm-up drills, but mostly chili hot type stuff. And then the dynamic movement prep series is more your, your bend, twist, primal approach that is going to actually improve mobility stability and uh, your ability to move through space which i think is a big thing for our strongman guys because it's primarily sagittal primarily overload they need to i mean look at remember when he went up the train with logan like and he was struggling with a lot of our stuff remember when he came down to our seminar aka mm -hmm. functional coach aka king of social media aka and we showed uh, him how unfunctional he is yeah, yeah. exactly 
So like, you know, that's the type of stuff that I think the strongman community would really benefit from is the, the dynamic movement prep stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, and a big thing, even with the, the CrossFit athletes is the loss of play new sports regularly. Mm-hmm. That's going to help solve the problem because in sport, you're naturally going to twist, bend, move all around and react. Mm-hmm. So, all right, final one. And this is from Stu in Pittsburgh. <clears throat> sure. Got any hacks, biohacks for doms? I've always struggled with it, but has gotten much more worse lately. I know there's no quick fix, but still ask anyone that could help. I'm considering getting blood tested to make sure nothing's wrong. That's a good start. You yes. know what? Uh, so, uh, Dr. Tom, uh, Dr. Tom is a fucking smart guy, you know, and uh, I just take his advice blindly. But what he said in his talk was if you're checking your oil more, more often than you're checking your blood, you have a problem. And think about that because I was, I was that guy before I met Dr. Tom and got coaxed into doing all this stuff. Like you need to get some blood work done to make sure that your shit's fuck, like under the hood is good. Um, but, I, you know, I've noticed that my DOMS is the most severe when I am either dehydrated, malnourished, or misnourished, I'll say, which is like eating like shit, essentially, uh, or sleep deprived. Those are the three things that really affect my DOMS, so make sure that stuff's in order. But even if you've been living a hard life, let's say, for a few years and you were making a change, it's going to take time to have all that shit, uh, have the compounding effects that might alleviate any sort of excessive DOMS. I don't know, Leah, you got anything to pile on? Well, nutrition is like the first thing you need to look at. I mean, blood work is awesome, obviously, but you got to look at nutrition first. Make sure you're feeding yourself properly, getting the right amount of protein, carbs, fats, micronutrients, all that jazz. Um, mm. And if that, if you, if you really work on that for a period of time and you still feel like something is an issue, then I jump to blood work. So uh, here we go, Leah. Yeah. I'm, I'm creeping on them. And here, I'll show you. I don't know if you can see that. Know. Is that steak? Is that meat? Yeah, he says, he says, food prep, two days behind, fighting to get it done, one pound of grass-fed ground beef every day. So what does that tell you about his eating habits? He's got monotonous eating habits. It's the Bingo. same micronutrients constantly. Bingo. So he's got deficiencies. There's no, like, dude, you got to get some fish in there. Uh, you, you say you're trying to get chicken in there too. Uh, been on this for a while, and I think it's a big factor in my strength gains this year. Okay, so you're getting stronger, but dude, yeah, you got to. We got to uh, mix it up. Yeah, we got to mix it up. So if you what do your veggies look like? Are totally. there any? I know Steve. Uh, so um, at the seminar, he was the first person to take a shirt, rip his shirt off during the workout. He was also, <laughs> I, I caught him sneaking some pre-workout. And then the warm-ups just, uh, they, they demolished him. So my question is, are you still on our warm-up protocols? How invested are you? Because warming up better will then help your recovery afterwards, which mm-hmm. will then accelerate uh this 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 flush this doms that you're experiencing so cut the c4 do what i told you to do in april (laughs) (laughs) and and eat some vegetables and cool down as well right tex so you got your warm-up proper cool down so that's like the easy shit he'll probably do right or maybe not or 
Um, and then, dude, you got to get variety. Like, Leia, you just dropped another Roy G. Biv for everybody. And, like, so yeah. read, go, go learn. And I'm telling you, bro, like, listen, take it from a guy who spent 22 weeks eating the same fucking shit. And it sounds like you've been doing it for longer than that. I got totally fucked up and my blood work got turned upside down. You need variety. You need that variety. The healthiest people eat the most, the broadest range of food. So think of it that way, bro. All right. I think that's where we sign it off, lady and gent. Do we have any other PSAs, Tex? Leah? About this time when this sucker airs, keep your eye out for symposium lectures coming out, people. So we're going to have it all recapped. It's all going to be available for you. Um, you know, it's a new year. This is a time of year where people are looking to make a change. So you've got I mean, we've had amazing results with the people who've hired Leia and Tyler to be their sensei, right? So you probably need a sensei, powerathletehq.com slash nutrition. If you are a nutrition, uh, you know, you have the nutrition down and your kung, nutrition kung fu is a black belt level, but you need some movement. That's why Tex and I are here and even Leia and Tyler. If you need a coach to help you move, powerathletehq.com. Listen, people, we are available. We're here to help you go land on that landing page. If you need some help and you want some hand holding, scroll to the very bottom, go to your and submit what your issue is, what you're looking to get done, and we will find a solution for you, right? And even if that extends outside of our sphere of influence, we know people who can help you. So that's what that bottom box there is for on the webpage, guys. Let us know what you need and we're here to honestly help you out. Cool. All right, people. Dex, Leia, happy holidays. Enjoy, enjoy the holiday season. Enjoy your New Year's. While you guys are just sitting back enjoying yourselves, John and I will be driving across the country. Bells and whistles on. And, yeah, that's right. Big-ass mug. Get shit done. Dude, I need to get for that. So, all right, people. I got to right. go. Bye later. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. So much great content coming out of Power Athlete HQ right now. Whether you're struggling to fall asleep and need some inspiration via Texas blog posts, or your resolution this year is to fill up that MTV Spring Break tank top from back in the day, we have what you're looking for. Head to PowerAthleteHQ.com or visit us on Train Heroic for all of your programming and nutrition needs. Happy New Year, and until next time, bye!